Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. Hope you all had a great week out there. Uh, it is chilly here in the Northeast and raining, but we've got lots of Met news to keep catch you up on. Let's start on a sad note as Frank Thomas, the, slick, the former outfielder, first baseman, the third baseman, and original Met from the franchise's inception, Died Monday, the team announced. Thomas was 93 and living in an assisted care facility in Pittsburgh. He came to the Mets in 1962 from the Pirates, and uh, he lasted with them till the 64 season when he was traded to the Phillies. His best years, of course, came with the Pirates, with whom he was selected to three all-star teams in the 50s and twice reached 30 homers. He finished his career with 286 homers and 962 RBIs during a 16-year major league career that also included stints with the Reds, the Cubs, and the Astros. Uh, and, uh, of course... He had 34 home runs and 93 What a shame, RBI you know, for the Mets in that terrible first season when they were absolutely awful. But Frank Thomas uh, passed away at the age of 93. What a shame, you know. We have to um, go back and study this history and really uh, – Honor some of these players from the original team, the ones that are still alive, because they're, they're getting very old and, and uh, uh, passing away, and we won't have that opportunity. And all you young people out there should know the uh, the history of the team that you follow. And uh, the Mets have a relatively short history, but a rich history. So uh, maybe we'll do a live uh, podcast on that about honoring these guys. But on to more Mets news. According to a source, the team has agreed to terms with veteran Tommy Pham pending physical. The Mets had been pursuing several plays for this role. Uh, the team made aggressive offers to Andrew McCutcheon and Adam Duvall while pursuing Fam, but McCutcheon wanted to go home and uh, went back to the Pittsburgh Pirates where he started his career. And Duvall saw a chance to get more playing time in Boston, so he signed with the Red Sox. So Fam uh, is the guy that they they uh, signed for that fourth outfielder spot, a little bit of depth, and and another right-handed bat. Now, what does that mean for Darren Ruff? Well, he's still with the team. I mean, he'll be here for spring training unless a deal is made by then. Um, that remains to be seen, and he'll get a shot to try to uh, to tr try to win back that slot. The same thing with Francisco Alvarez. Uh, but it does seem that the organization 
wants uh, Alvarez to develop more as a defensive catcher uh, as well as a hitter. But he'll probably start the season, I would imagine, in AAA just so he gets more playing time. Uh, he'll probably be called up relatively quickly and he'll get some DH chances, but uh, they really want him to be the, the catcher of the future. And at, what is he, 20, 21 years old? You know, uh, another year in uh, AAA with six months or whatever is going to hurt him. And uh, it, it may well... Uh, help him in the long run. And talking about catching, Tomas Nito signed a $3.7 million two-year contract with the Mets. So he's all signed up for the next, this season, the next season. And the Mets in first base and Peter Alonso avoided arbitration by agreeing to a $14.5 million deal for the 2023 season, according to ESPN. Alonzo had a great year in 2022, hitting 271 with 40 home runs and uh, saw him lead the NL in RBIs while tying Aaron Judge for the MLB lead. His uh, 143 WRC plus was 12th best among all major league hitters this season. Uh, right-hander Drew Smith has agreed to a one-year deal for $1.2 million, according to John Heyman. Uh, the Mets also have settled with uh, Elizar Hernandez and uh, settled with everybody else that were up for arbitration except for Jeff McNeil. The Mets officially announced six players they settled with were Alonzo, Jeff Brigham, Luis Guillorme, uh, Elisa Hernandez, Nito, and Drew Smith. And as I said, leaving out only, only Jeff McNeil. Uh, McNeil filed for $7.75 million and the Mets filed at, at $6.25 million. So they're about 150 off there. Uh, they'll probably settle at if they bring it up, they'll settle at seven unless they're working on a long-term deal. They might be working on an extension, maybe uh, four years, 40 million, something in that range. Who knows? Maybe four years, 48, five years, 60, uh, 75. Who knows? I have, I have no idea. Uh, but that's uh, what's happening. He's the only one that's going to go to arbitration. And uh, <laughs> it's tough to argue. I mean, the guy just did win the NL biting title. So, uh, you know, we shall see where that one takes us. But uh, Jeff McGill's the only one, as of today, not eligible for arbitration. Well, let's take a quick break, and we've got some news that broke yesterday, late, and it's about the uh, Mets Hall of Fame. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ 
Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. Hello, baseball fans. You're listening to Baseball Talk Radio, the home of great baseball talk shows. At BaseballTalkRadio.com, you're going to find great shows like this one with the great Gary Mack and the Mets Musings Podcast. And now back to the show. Okay, I know that was a bit loud. I uh, got to work on that. Got to redo that one. Uh, uh, fix that up a little bit. But please bear with us. All right, congratulations going out all across Mets Nation to Howie Johnson, Al Lighter, Gary Cohen, and Howie Rose. They have been selected to go into the Mets Hall of Fame. What an honor. That should be a great day for guys that really deserve it. The inductees will be honored during a pregame ceremony on June the 3rd. So what a great day that's going to be. Howard Johnson, Al Leiter, Gary Cohen, and Howie Rose. Of course, Howie Johnson switch hitting third baseman and played from shortstop, too. People don't remember that. He played a little bit of shortstop for the Mets uh, in uh, the uh, era of the great teams of the uh, late 80s. Al Leiter, of course, in the early 2000s, helped lead the Mets to the World Series in 2000. Gary Cohen and Howie Rose have been here for a long time. Great announcers. uh, And and they're kind of like the same person, you know. They both were Mets fans growing up and uh, went to a lot of ball games, as as did I, and uh, share a lot of uh, great stories and terrific announcers. Gary Cohen, of course, got his start with Bob Murphy on the radio, moved to TV with uh, Ron Darling and uh, Keith Hernandez. Howie Rose, of course, um, was the uh, voice of the Islanders as well as the Mets on the radio uh, and uh, also uh, called some Ranger games uh, years back. So uh, now just doing some baseball. So, uh but what a great honor, and couldn't think of four more people that are worthy of this honor. And those uh, four, Hojo, Al Leiter, Gary Cohen, Howie Rose, congratulations once again on being named to the Hall of Fame. And uh, the uh, player to be named later for the James McCann trade has been named. It's outfielder Luis De La Cruz. He will be the player that will be coming to the Mets. Um, I guess it will be on uh, some sort of um, minor league. Uh, he'll, he'll probably go right to Syracuse, but uh, we will see. Uh, and the Mets have announced their full coaching staff 
for the season, and that is, of course, uh, uh, Buck Showalter is the manager. Eric Chavez is the bench coach. Jeremy Hafner, the pitching coach. Jeremy Barnes is the hitting coach. Joey Cora is the infield and third base coach. Wayne Kirby is the outfield and first base coach. Eric Hinsky, a newcomer, is the assistant hitting coach. Glenn Sherlock will be the catching and strategy coach. Danny Barnes will be the assistant major league coach. And Dom Cheedy, the bullpen coach. So that is the uh, major league coaching staff. And... um, Let's take a a little trip and go down on the farm. (laughs) Pull away there and down on the farm. We do have news, believe it or not. Yeah, the Mets have announced their full-season affiliate minor league managers for the 2023 season, and they are as follow. Dick Scott uh, will take over at Syracuse. He served as the Mets bench coach in the 2016-2017 season. He will be taking over Syracuse, replacing Kevin Bowles. Uh, Scott returned to the organization in 2021 after spending time with the Marlins and had been serving as the team's coordinator of coaching development. So Dick Scott takes over at uh, Syracuse. Binghamton Rumble opponent be coached by, managed by Reed Brignac. Uh, Brooklyn will have a uh, manager by the name of Chris Newell. Newell. And St. Lucie will be headed by Gilbert Gomez. So the uh, Mets announced their coaching for their minor league affiliates. And it's a little early in the year, but usually we get that news a little later. But I guess they're set. Why not announce it and go ahead and do it? And the Mets are excited about their class of international prospects, and it could go down as one of the most athletic groups in history. According to industry sources, the club has agreed to a deal with catcher Daverson Gutierrez, the number 27th ranked prospect on the top 50 international list. They also agreed to deals with outfielder Anthony Baptist, who ranks number 29, and number 43 ranked Christopher Lares. The club also has agreements with left-handed pitcher Daviel Herdado, from Cuba, center fielder Herberto Rinko from the Dominican Republic, left-handed pitcher Wilma Lugo from Venezuela, outfielder Edison Asensiol from the Dominican Republic, and shortstop Kiever Garcia from Venezuela. All according to sources, the Mets, who have a base signing pool of $5,284,000, have not confirmed the agreement. The deals, of course, are pending those wonderful physicals. Yes, the physicals that got uh, uh, got us all in trouble, <laughs> including Carlos Correa, but... Uh, that that uh, young guys are just filling in the organization, and uh, we have some, you know, hope for the future. There, the Mets are 
building a farm system. And people say, why are they spending so much money now? Well, I, as I've said before, I've said they, they are building a farm system and they want to uh, be competitive now and, and win a world championship. Steve Cohen said he wanted to win within five years, so that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to do both, trying to build a farm system at the same time, uh, build a winner in the minor leagues and thus the spending. That's the approach that they are taking at this time. Uh, to try to get it, uh, to try to get that done. Now, what's left to do? Now that they've signed Tommy Pham, they could still use a little bit more offense. I think they still need a bat from somewhere. Where that would be, I don't know. Where would they play? I don't know. The only logical position is third base. Escobar had a nice year. They want to see what Brett Batty. But, you know, if they could bring in, that's what, that was the idea with Correa. The idea was uh, to bring in Correa. That would be the bat. And, you know, uh, Escobar could be moved probably in a trade somewhere before spring training or, or during the regular season. Uh, it didn't happen. The Correa deal fell through, as we all know by now. Uh, but... You know, we've still got, we're not hurting. We've got Escobar. We've got the Batty in the wings. So um, we want to see what Batty can do long term. But I think they still need a bat, and that might be the position they have to look for. Now, there's a report that the Twins are looking to um, to move there. AL batting champion from last year, Luis Arise, and he's a utility guy. I mean, he played second, he played short, he played third. The Twins are looking for starting pitching. Do the Mets have an abundance of starting pitching? Well, not really. But would they be willing to move maybe a top prospect, pitching prospect, uh, or even even a Tyler McGill or or David Robertson uh, Robinson if they could get uh, Peterson. What is his name? <laughs> uh, we'll look it up. Uh, anyway, the left, the young lefty. Would they be able to move someone? Would they be willing to move someone like that? In the hopes of uh, getting uh, a guy like a raise and putting him on third base. You could throw in an Escobar in a deal like that. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, uh, uh, you'd have to throw in uh, maybe a Blake Tidwell or someone, uh, some younger pitcher down the line. I don't know, all speculation, but uh, that might be one way to go. Though if they're looking for power, that's, you know, that's not the guy you want to get. And there's not a lot of power hitters left out in the uh, free market right now. Of course, they could, you know, go after somebody else and, uh, 
in a trade, another outfielder, and uh, trade one of the current outfielders, Kianha or or even uh, Fam, if it didn't work out, or Darren Ruff. So there's a lot of maneuvering still needed to go, but I believe they still need a bat, and they still probably need uh, some more arms in the bullpen. And I think those two things combined are what the Mets need at this time. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it's all still, and it's going to be all season, really, but it's, it's a, a work in, in uh, progress. Nothing's ever set in stone with injuries and whatnot. So that's what we'll have to look for as the season goes on. But uh, all of that's going to, you know, work its way out sometime along the line. So we shall see. Okay, I I think that's it. I mean, lots of stuff to uh, happening, uh, little stuff, but uh, important stuff, I think. And I wanted to get an episode out. So, uh, you know... um, we are less than a month, I believe, to spring training. So it's coming, and it's coming fast. And how exciting is that? That's just wonderful. <laughs> That's our uh, our hope for the future, for uh, that summer's coming, that the warm weather will be returning. So uh, it can't come fast enough for me. But that's our first glimpse of spring is spring training. And uh, that's why we all love it so much. All right. Um, So that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you will uh, hit the like button and the subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, please check us out there. Uh, YouTube.com slash at Mets Musings. That'll take you to the full page of... uh, Uh, videos available for you of the podcast or you can go to anchor.fm slash mythmusings and see our audio uh, you can choose or you can find us on Apple Podcasts uh, Google Play Spotify uh, however you get your podcast we shall be on there and uh, you can uh, enjoy it And again, hit the subscribe button so you always know when another episode of Mets Musings is coming out. I am going to try to do some live stuff. Uh, I don't know when, but uh, stay tuned to our Mets Musings Facebook page. That will tell you when uh, that's going to happen. But we're going to try to do some more live stuff and uh, uh, and see how that works out. The last time I tried it didn't work out so good, uh, but I was trying a new software. So I've been working with that software, so hopefully things will be a little bit better. All right. As I said, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, remember, until the next time, to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I will see you in another edition of Mets Musings.